Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Hello and welcome to another episode of a Wholehearted Healer podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I am your host. And we are already on episode five, Time is Flying, and this week I would like to talk about cultivating change and how important that is to living a wholehearted life. This past weekend, I helped facilitate a retreat with the Christine Center in Willard, Wisconsin, And the Christine Center has been a real gift in my life for over a decade. It is a beautiful spiritual retreat center in the woods um, in Willard, Wisconsin, about an hour from Eau Claire. And if you have not been there and you live anywhere near it, I would really suggest that you hop on their website and check out their programming. They have lots of wonderful retreat offerings, or you can just go and set up a time for your own retreat. Um, They're a beautiful hiking trails, and the food is really delicious, and um, there's a great library and lots of space and quiet for contemplation. This past weekend, um, the theme of my retreat was called A Sacred Pause. And in my own life, I have really noticed that pausing and stepping sometimes out of my busy day-to-day life into this more... um, retreat space or liminal space of time is often really helpful to remind me of what's going really well and and to give me the space to count my blessings, but also a time to check in with what, what areas of my life are maybe calling for some changes. Jan Richardson said, let there be an opening into the quiet that lies beneath the chaos where you find the peace you did not think possible and see what shimmers within the storm. So this weekend, we talked about cultivating conditions, cultivating conditions in our lives to optimize or be open for when grace shows up. So we cannot force spiritual awakening or aha moments But we can cultivate the conditions within our body, our hearts, and our minds so that when opportunities rise, we won't miss them. They won't pass us by. We will notice them. And when we cultivate conditions of harmony and open-heartedness, perhaps these um, moments of grace find us more frequently. And so we talked about the ways that we can cultivate right conditions. And, you know, we're in this moment of time where we're moving from summer to fall and the days are getting colder and shorter. And so, you know, just finding harmony in the body might mean that you're called to eat different foods than you were in July, or you're called to shift your nighttime routine and uh, maybe get a little bit more sleep as you notice that the days are getting shorter and you might be getting a little more tired. Um, it is this normal time of year when animals are getting ready to hibernate. And so we're moving into a new phase. And we want to cultivate conditions in our body to remain in harmony so we don't remain static 
when nature around us is changing. And in addition to that, a retreat time, and maybe you you can't get away for a whole weekend, but perhaps it's the perfect time of year to carve out even a couple hours on a Saturday morning to turn off your phone, give yourself a little space and peace and quiet, and notice what's rising for you. Notice if there is anything in your life that is ripening and becoming ready for change. And as an example, I'm going to share um, a change that I have cultivated over the past 15 months. About um, June, the beginning of June in 2020, just a few months into the pandemic, um, like most people in America, I was feeling pretty stressed out. I was um, worried about my family. I was worried about my job and if I was going to get back into clinic. Our clinic was closed at that time. Um, and I was also noticing a dissatisfaction with how my body was feeling. Um, I was noticing more aches and pains in my body. I wasn't sleeping very well. My clothes were fitting poorly. And I was also becoming more and more consciously aware of the fact that I was eating when I wasn't really hungry. I was eating too much too often. I was eating when I was bored, um, when I was stressed, when I wanted to numb discomfort. I was even eating, I think, to entertain myself because there wasn't much going at that time. And at the same time, I was at home doing courses in functional medicine and reading about optimal wellness and all the wonderful studies that had been done showing how to live in alignment. And I knew that I wasn't living in alignment. And I had been overweight for some time, really since my fourth child was born, and he's now 12. So it wasn't a new thing that I was overweight. What was new is my, um, my irritation with how out of harmony I was feeling. And I also noted in this state at that time that I was really exhausted, like in my bones at a deep level. And while I know a lot of that was likely linked to the stress of the early pandemic days and the uncertainty, I also have a knowing that some of it was how I was treating my body, the temple that is me, and the, um, that the conditions that I was cultivating were not for harmony or optimizing or even resiliency during stress. Now, like many of you who have ever eaten for reasons, not nourishment, you know, have been emotional eaters or have cultivated habits that may have soothed you at some time, but that no longer served you. I had tried to lose weight many times before. Um, I just somehow knew that this time was going to be different. And so with little fanfare or sharing with other people, I felt my will align with my desire. And I just had a knowing that as long as I didn't give up, I would make the changes necessary to bring my body back into balance. And so I joined a great weight loss group run by a physician, Dr. Katrina Ubell, and I committed myself fully to it. There weren't a ton of rules about food. This group was really more about looking at our thoughts than our food, but I of course did change some things about the way that I was eating and interacting with food. I gave up sugar. I gave up flour. I gave up snacking in between meals and I stuck to it. I also began to take note of my thoughts and my patterns around food and around eating. 
And I began to feel my feelings instead of avoiding or numbing them with food. There were some hard moments. And in the beginning, for the first few weeks of coming off processed foods and sugar and flour, um, my, my family might say that I was a little cranky, but it did pass. And I stuck with it. So if I did mess up, um, I didn't beat myself up. I didn't do what I had done in the past and maybe what you have done if you've been trying to change a habit. I didn't write off the rest of the day. I didn't say, oh, I'll start again next Monday so I can have a perfect blank slate. I just got back up on the horse and for the next meal of the day, I went back to sticking to my plan. And instead of eating when I was stressed, as I had been doing, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I made a conscious choice to not eat while I was stressed. I stayed present to unpleasant emotions, and there were plenty of them. And I began to notice that they would rise and then they would fall, and that I could feel them and they wouldn't kill me. During this time, I also simplified my eating. So I would stick to basic recipes that I already knew how to cook and that I enjoyed. And I would plan out my meals and actually prep them for myself for the week on Sunday afternoons. And this was a gift to myself. This was my time and it helped me begin my week feeling resourced and that I had cared for myself in a loving way. But then this was the key. When it came to mealtime during the week, I would actually eat those simple and nutritious meals that I had prepped for myself. Even on the days that I was at my office and there was more appealing food on the counter, um, I would stick to my plan. And in doing so, what I started to notice as well was that I began to trust my word to myself a little bit more each day. I was making good on the promises to myself, and that felt pretty great because I am someone who... Um, cares for different, a lot of different people. I care for my children and my husband and our dog and my patients and my friends. And I don't know about you, but um, in the past, I had been the kind of person who would, uh, if anyone needed anything, I was there and I would never flake um, on a friend, but I would often flake on myself. Um, I would, you know, say I was going to do something for myself or make a change, and I didn't. And over time, I think. When we don't, when our word to ourself is broken, we start to erode trust in ourselves. So just this simple habit that I formed of planning my meals, sticking to them, really went a long way into building trust within myself, within my own word for myself. And so this plan went on for a while, and it was much less dramatic and up and down than in prior times that I had tried to lose weight. And not surprisingly, perhaps soon the weight began to fall away. And I phrase it like that because that's just honestly how it felt. There wasn't a lot of drama around the scale. I did step on it every morning to get data for myself. And I jotted my weight down each day in a journal. But I held on to this knowing that if I just stuck with it and didn't give up, I would succeed. And because of this, I wasn't super worried, worried about how fast the weight came off. What I began to observe is that just by being on the journey can feel pretty great. So, you know, prior to starting this, I had felt discomfort in my body, discomfort with my habit and my weight for a long time. Um, and 
I think that when we know that a change is coming and that cultivating change is necessary, but we're resisting it, we're creating suffering for ourselves. And so just by taking some forward movement, just by taking some action and loving my body in this way, um, I was on the, the road towards change and moving in the direction of something that we have either ignored or sabotaged, sabotaged ourselves at for some time can really feel quite amazing and powerful. I was also reminded how spectacular our bodies really are. The same energy that heals a wound or grows a rose or propels the planets through space is present within each and every cell of my body and your body. And when we seek and take action to restore balance, and when we pretty much get out of our own way, this beautiful energy has an innate intelligence that an innate intelligence that flows to us and through us and can restore optimal function. And it had me asking, like, what if weight loss or what if any change that we're trying to cultivate can be as simple as getting out of our own way? And so what did I begin to notice? I noticed that my breath became easier on my hikes. I noticed my eyes felt less dry and they looked a little brighter. My sleep patterns definitely improved. My anxiety lessened and my late night worries about the world lifted a little bit. My headaches got better. I felt younger than I had in years. And at the end of six months, after focusing more on my thoughts than my food, I had cultivated change within my physical body and the scale read 55 pounds lighter. So this experience during the pandemic reminded me that we can create real change. We are not our genetics. We are not our age. We are not our failures or, or even our habits. We are just so much more than that. And we deserve to feel alive, to feel in balance, and to love ourselves enough to care for our bodies in a way that makes us feel better. You, my friend, are not too old. You are not bound by your family history. You are a human being, and if you feel called to cultivate conditions, to cultivate change in your body, in your life, why not begin your own journey? Maybe you're looking to lose some weight. Maybe you're looking to change your habits and patterns around alcohol or tobacco or how much you're scrolling on your phone. Whatever change you have been longing for, alignment of your desire and your will will liberate energy. And making necessary change or even starting on that road towards change really empowers us. When we're talking about weight loss, what you weigh is not at all the point. Honoring the body, the temple that is you, and optimizing the body's function to cultivate the conditions for wholehearted living is partially the point. I think the true point is bigger than that, though. I think it's becoming conscious of our suffering, of the thoughts that we think every day on a loop that limit us, and at the same time starting to truly believe that changing our state is possible. When we cultivate conditions, right conditions, we become more in harmony with ourselves. And humans in harmony have an, incredibly, an incredible ability to 
consciously create. We are creating our reality whether we're conscious and awake and aware or unconscious and asleep and running on a pattern or a habit loop. Creating consciously is a lot more fun. So when the body is harmonized, it's easier for the mind to be in harmony. And when we make change in one area of our life, so when we shift a pattern that's creating suffering for us, every other pattern and habit in our life shifts as well. It's like we pull on one thread of the web and the whole web shifts. When we find more harmony in our body and when our systems are in balance, we're better able to remember our particular mission or our dharma, our purpose, our passion in this life. And so I invite you to your own mini retreat sometime this week. Carve out one hour or two hours or a half day or a full day if you have that kind of space in your calendar in life. Turn off your screens and take stock of where you are today. Are you feeling in balance in the body or are you using something to numb you, to distract you, to entertain you, to buffer your emotions? Maybe it's food, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's Facebook or Instagram or, or the internet in general. And do you have a desire to change? Are you ripe to cultivate conditions for change? Become curious and notice your patterns. So if we're talking about weight loss, simply notice your interactions with food and how you're eating. Do you eat out of boredom? Are you even aware of when you're snacking and standing in front of the pantry at 9.30 at night? Or are you simply on autopilot? As with most things, and certainly with anything we want to change, we begin by shining awareness on our patterns. Nothing can change until we notice how things are. And noticing our patterns and our thoughts around food or around a habit we want to change is the first step. We notice our longing for change and we begin there. John O'Donohue, one of my favorite gifted Irish writers and poets who left us too soon, offers this prayer. Blessed be the longing that brought you here and quickens your soul with wonder. May you have the courage to listen to the voice of desire that disturbs you when you have settled for something safe. May you have the wisdom to enter generously into your own unease, to discover the new direction your longing wants you to take. And so, my friend, I wish for you a week of cultivating right conditions in your life. If you are someone who is longing to lose weight in a wholehearted way, Um, I am calling forth a group. We begin this Friday, October 8th, and you're welcome to sign up and join us this week. Um, It is a circle that we will be meeting once every eight weeks or once every week for eight weeks, and we will be talking more in depth about what I presented here. We will be supporting one another, and we will be assisting each other in cultivating change towards wholehearted weight loss. I will, um, you can always email me at avinebanish at gmail.com or check out the specifics of this offering on my website. I'll link that in the show notes. Blessings to you this beautiful October day. Um, Onward in love, Avine.